0: Welcome to episode 21 of Uncontained. I'm your host Aaron Static Render and on the show today I have podcast hosts of one of the most uh I don't know possibly most unusual podcasts that you'd think normally you don't try to put people to sleep during your podcast but this man's an expert at it Drew Ackerman. How's it going today Drew? Hey
1: I'm great thank you so much for having me on Aaron it's so great to talk to you.
0: Yeah yeah thanks for coming on I uh I've listened to your show a few times, and it almost feels weird saying it put me to sleep (laughs) because it's not something you would normally want to tell somebody who has a podcast. But in your case, that's the goal, right?
1: Yeah. The whole idea of my show is uh, it's called Sleep With Me, and the whole idea is uh, it's a podcast to put people to sleep. And it's kind of like a a, a, a bedtime story for grownups, but like a bedtime story that like Your most boring or idiosyncratic friend would tell or your grandfather. So it kind of has a lot of tangents. And the whole idea is to distract you from whatever's keeping you up at night so that you can kind of just tune out and drift off into sleep.
0: Interesting. Yeah. One of the ones I listened to, it was just to give people an idea what some of the subject matter is. I remember Something about aliens and bank robberies and pyramids.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, it's usually pretty <laughs> random stuff like that. Like, uh, like, like it, it, some of the shows are, are like, uh, like made up on the spot or kind of like a train of thought stories, it, or like based on what's trending on Twitter or what's on the front page of Reddit. I'll just kind of use those as story points, and that kind of sounds like front page of Reddit type stuff. It was probably like those were some of the main news stories. And then I just try to work that into a bedtime story uh, for whoever's listening.
0: Where where did you come up with the idea to tell bedtime stories and put people to sleep?
1: Yeah, you know, it kind of came like, I guess it was like a, a bunch of different things that came together. One was like podcasting. Obviously, you're a podcaster, too. And it's like once I started listening to podcasts, I don't know, it kind of changed all my listening habits and started to crowd other stuff out. And I was like, man, this is so cool being able to listen to like like people interviewing creative people or, you know, just like news stuff that that wouldn't normally be investigated or, you know, like uh, Night Vale or stuff like that, like really creative out there stuff. And I was like, oh, man, I want to do a podcast at some point. And then before that, like, the podcast really comes from, like, when I was in grammar school, I couldn't sleep. I had a I was had a terrible time. I was really having a lot of trouble at school. And in, like, fifth and sixth grade, especially, like, I'd be so stressed about going to school that I'd just spend the whole night thinking about it and worrying about it and then worrying about not being able to sleep. And it was really, it sucked, you know, and it, it kind of sucked like yeah. telling adults, like I'd be like, Hey, I can't sleep. And my parents would be like, Oh, well, drink some milk before bed. Or, uh, you know, why don't you count sheep? And I'm like, that, that doesn't work. Like I, I can't sleep. I, I, I tried that stuff and, and it just felt like, like you could, like people that could sleep couldn't relate to me. Yeah. And, and, and it, it was just as like memory, that, a painful memory, I guess I never forgot. But at the same time, at some point in sixth grade, this kid in my class that had an older brother, he was like, "Yo, oh, my o- my older brother listens to this comedy radio show called Dr. Demento that's on set- Saturday nights.
0: <laughs> Dr. Demento, all right. <laughs> yeah,
1: and he's like, he's like, like, weird Al's on there, and they play these crazy songs, and so I started listening to that on Sunday nights, and it's on for like two hours, and it's just like a a random comedy show, but Uh, I remember it never put me to sleep, but it, it made me stop thinking about the next day at school and getting in trouble or, 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 you know, having trouble with the teachers and stuff. And it just swept me away. And I was always so grateful for that. Uh, and and I guess those things like sat in the back of my mind. And then I was like, Oh, well, like, well, maybe I could do like a bedtime story podcast. Uh, and, and not so much for kids because, I don't know, kids. It feels like a whole different uh, type of thing you're dealing with, or maybe you got to be more responsible because their minds are still form, you know, forming. But yeah, I was like, well, I could do a like a, a goofy bedtime story for grownups because it doesn't feel like there's like guided meditations and there's like hypnotism, but a lot of people like fall asleep to like Bob Ross or the TV or waves
0: i actually fell asleep to bob ross the other night actually um it's on netflix now i like put it on and just passed out watching him with happy little trees but continue sorry for the interruption (laughs)
1: that's like totally like but some people it's like oh that doesn't work for me or bob ross gets on my nerves or i I get distracted and i was like huh maybe i can make something that's kind of somewhere like between Bob Ross and the sounds of birds chirping, like somewhere in the middle there, that's like a little bit more narrative based and grounded, but not something people feel the pressure or the need to like really listen to like, Oh, I can't miss this. Like that they just have permission to kind of listen, just like you did with Bob Ross. It's like, Oh, and now I'm going to paint these little guys here. How about a little snow here? A little snow on the trees. Like, You're kind of like you get a smile on your face. And then the next thing you know, your alarm's going off.
0: But one thing about Bob Rosso is sometimes when you're actually watching it and not just like drifting off to it, you're like watching him paint it. And then he starts doing something to the painting. And it's like, no, you're messing it up. And then it all comes together at the end. But like, I don't know, maybe it's just me who thinks like when he starts something, I was like, oh, I thought that picture was good before. Now it's messed up. Wait, okay, now it's better.
1: Yeah, I think like that's a challenge for me. It's like like that Bob Ross like sometimes there is this anticipation. You're like, wait, what why's why has why he uh, got that black W in the background? What is that gonna be? And you're like exactly. I bet it's gonna be mountains. It's definitely gonna be mountains. And then you're you're like, Well now I can't go to sleep. I gotta stay up and and then it's like, Oh no, it's uh you know, it's a flock of seagulls or something. And you're like <laughs> Bob, you got me again.
0: Yes, yes, the surprises never stop. I think there's magical powers in that fro of his. Yes, probably. (laughs) All right, so um, is there a, I don't know, formula that you use for coming up with stories and making them so people will be more inclined to go to sleep?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I have like a couple. Like, I try to make people feel welcome and that it's a safe place that that they can like let their guard down because I think it's like a weird thing. I mean, just like we're talking about, like it's one thing Bob Ross is like an icon, but you wouldn't want to wake up and see Bob Ross in your bedroom. You'd be like, Yo, Bob, what are you doing in here, man? You're creeping <laughs> me out. Like, even seeing him waking up and seeing him on the TV might be a little bit off-settling.
0: Yeah, but so yeah. for
1: me, it, I feel like like listeners are that are putting this podcast on and and they can't sleep. I really feel like I have to take that trust seriously. So that's one thing. It's like, I always try to stay away from like politics or stuff that would give people nightmares or, or anything like that would creep people out. Um, so that would be rule one. And then rule two is kind of like, I guess like, it's a benefit of like having a distracted brain. Like a lot of times all I have to do is like stay calm and like start to talk. And then I'll get my, like, I just follow the distractions in my own brain, like kind of like a Sunday drive with like your dog. And you're like, what are you looking at now? And then your dog goes to the other side of the car and you're like, are you looking at something or are you smelling something? Like my brain, like I'll be talking about something and I'll be like, man, like, uh, oh, what about, when did they start coming up with more than one flavor of string cheese? And then I'll just start talking about string (laughs) cheese for 10 minutes. And then, you know, I'll be like, oh, wait, you know, because it's like a thing on Twitter now. People are talking about room temperature string cheese. And I can, if you, if I try to use just like, uh, like where people at first are like, yeah, you're right. And it's like, when did polio lose their like uh, dictatorial grip on string cheese? And then For the first second, people identify with that, but then once they hear me rambling, they're like, oh, wait a second, I don't really need to pay attention. It's not like it's 99% invisible where he's going to come up with the design of string cheese or actual string cheese-based answers. It's like he's just a lunatic (laughs) talking about (laughs) string cheese.
0: Yeah, all right, all right. So come up with a subject that's just intriguing enough to catch their attention at the beginning of it and then just ramble on and on and on until they know that nothing's really being solved in the conversation is that kind of what you're saying
1: exactly but but also knowing when to move on to the next thing so that the part of their brain that's overactive doesn't catch on either and be like oh wait he's just talking about like i couldn't talk about string cheese for an hour well i probably could i mean at this point i've done so many episodes i could probably find like like it? Which string cheese had the parrot on there? It, you know, what's who, who? Why would you sell string cheese with a parrot? That's kind of like what the podcast is like. But like, just changing subjects often enough uh, that I can stay engaged as a storyteller, and that anybody that might be awake that they they kind of don't feel like I'm dialing it in either, or that people yeah. people that are asleep and they just feel like I'm rambling too much. I, I get, and this might be just that I'm. Uh, so obsessive like that i'm like man i don't want to want people to wake up so i really like I, I i like probably put too much work into the podcast uh considering it's made to put people to sleep
0: do you have a lot of people that listen to fall asleep versus or more people who listen to fall asleep versus that listen just to listen to the show
1: oh yeah like i mean i think like the people that listen just to listen to the show are people that have been listening are ready to fall asleep and then they like get used to it. And then they're like, what was he talking? Was he talking about? like at breakfast with their partner? They're like, was he talking about string cheese last night or was that a dream? And then, the, then they're like, Oh, I got to re-listen to see what he was talking about. <laughs> but like the normal listener will listen to fall. Well, like will listen to either to fall asleep or that they're really, they, they have like real hardcore insomnia. So they're just listening kind of for like, uh, like to have somebody to listen to or there's like a lot of people that like run the podcast all night or they get up in the middle of the night and start playing it when they wake up. Um, but most people just listen. Yeah. At, at some point they, they tune it out and fall asleep, but th- there's a small, small percentage of listeners that listen to the whole thing. All right, cool. So um, the name sleep with me,
0: obviously there's a double entendre there. Uh, how did you decide on that uh,
1: title for the show? Yeah, it was kind of hard coming up with a title, like because uh, it was either like something that was too on the nose, like, hey, bedtime stories. And I'm like, "Eh, no, or so it was either too on the nose or too like a Cinemax movie, like nighttime tales or, you know, (laughs) you know, uh, I don't know, pillow talk or something. I'm like, "Okay, no. So I was trying to find something that wouldn't be on Cinemax and wouldn't be like uh, like at some, at your grandmother's picnic to be like, Oh, have you listened to, uh, qu- quilt stories? Like, so it has to be somewhere. So I was like, Oh, sleep with me. And, and the show is pretty silly. So it kind of like, it, it, it fits. And I think like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a whole idea. It's like, people have to trust me to, to fall asleep with me too. So it's kind of like, uh, yeah, but it, it's definitely, it helps having a, a goofy title because people right away are like, "Okay, I, do, I definitely don't need to take this guy seriously."
0: <laughs> All right, yeah, it's definitely ear catching too. Uh, Sleep with me. You may not think that it's bedtime stories right away. You may think that it's like um, middle aged virgin trying to get people to hook up with them, or just some swinger trying to pick up his next uh, his next. Yeah his next conquest but uh how many people when you tell them how how do people respond when you tell them the name of your podcast if they haven't heard it yet
1: well yeah like so we both go to this podcast meetup and 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 that would be like the perfect example of a normal reaction like because i'm already i'm like a pretty introverted person anyway so wherever i meet people on the podcast comes up and then like, especially if you're sitting around in a circle and everybody's like, yeah, well, my name's Aaron. I got this uncontained podcast. I kind of do stand up and I interview, like you have a a podcast that's engaging and it's, uh, it it makes sense. You're like, okay, yeah, this guy's pretty funny that he does it. So then it comes around to me and it's like, yeah, I got a podcast. It's like a bedtime story for grownups. It's called sleep with me. All right, next, go ahead. Next person. Like, (laughs) and and, and people are usually like i'm sorry i'm sorry what like and then their brain is still like okay did he say a bedtime story wait did he say sleep with me so so usually i get a lot of blank looks um wherever i am and and it takes it's really it's really hard to be like no no it's a bedtime okay and then i I, I still now i've been doing the podcast almost uh, three years and i'm like well it's kind of like a silly bed." okay no i don't think i have the pitch down yet uh but if people can't sleep, they're like, okay, like, uh, people that can't sleep, like, wait, I'll try it. Like, okay. It might put me to sleep. Like I'll try it. So like for a regular person, they're kind of like, what the heck? And and they'll just move on. But like, uh, people that can't sleep, they'll at least try it. I mean, some people I drive, I drive absolutely nuts, but, uh, like the (laughs) the people that enjoy the podcast, I guess it works for, I mean, and that's the beauty of podcasting, right? It's like, Oh, yeah. Yes. If you like someone, you can tune into them and, and check it out.
0: Yeah. Like when I try to go to sleep, there's one of two ways. All right, Either my head hits the pillow and I'm out or it's I'm lying in bed trying to go to sleep. And when whenever you try to go to sleep, or at least when I'm like, oh, I got to get up early, I got to get to sleep. Never able to fall asleep then. Yeah.
1: I have the same problem. You know? Yeah.
0: So that's actually when I put your show on and it actually helped. It actually helped. So like when I was like had to get up early and whatever and was stressing out about falling to sleep, when you think about falling to sleep, it never works.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing with my show. It's like like when you're trying to fall asleep and then you're like your brain starts racing, and you're like, well, how the hell do you fall asleep anyway? And you're like, wait, well, if you fall, if you're thinking about falling asleep, you'll never fall asleep. And then you're like, well, how am I going to stop thinking about falling asleep? Like now that I'm thinking about falling asleep and then you're well, don't think about anything. Well, how am I supposed to, wait, you're telling me <laughs> how am I supposed to stop thinking about anything when you're still taught? It's like, okay, well just clear your mind. And you're like, well, I can't get comfortable. I, I, I cause I got to go to sleep. I can't clear my mind. That's too much pressure. Like, so my whole concept is like, just listen to me ramble. Like you really can't think about two things at once. So if you're listening to me, uh, and it doesn't drive you crazy. Like you're like, oh, huh, okay, yeah, string cheese, eh? And after like four or five times, most people are like, I guess they probably partially roll their eyes. They're like, oh, he's going on a, a tirade about some dairy product. I guess I can. And then the next thing you know, they're waking up for work.
0: Definitely, distraction helps because once you're in that loop of thinking about trying to fall asleep, it's uh, it's never a never a good situation to be in. But you have had some uh, recent articles featuring your podcast, right? Yeah, I've been
1: really lucky. Like, uh, like that people that listen to the podcast, like it, it's just I think like that uh, that the, the people that are were, were like a couple of people that listen to podcasts write for different places. So it's been like great because they really understood the podcast, and then they were curious. Like most of the time that people have reached out to me, they, they listen to podcasts and they're like. Uh, what the heck is wrong with this guy? Like w- I got to talk to him because I got to see like, like if you just listen to the podcast and you've never met me or if you meet me, you're kind of like, man, like, uh, and, and who would make a boring podcast? So usually it's like, it drives curiosity and, and yeah, it really helps to find new people to listen. Like, and it's, I'm, I'm really like uh, humbled, like when someone reaches out to me to write about the podcast Yeah. Yeah. And
0: it's not who would make a boring podcast, but it's more like who would make an intentionally boring podcast. (laughs) Right. Right. That's that's the thing. There's plenty of boring podcasts out there. Hopefully mine's not one of them. But, uh, you know, it's there's not too many where the person's like, you know, I'm going to make this as boring as I can so the person can fall asleep and yet still be creative.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess once they talk to me and they realize that, like, I guess I'm like a little bit like Don Quixote. I I like take boring people to sleep and lulling and, and all that stuff like like a full time job. So I'm always like, man, like uh, I got to I get like a, I do like TV show rewatches sometimes and I'll like write down like so many notes so that I have all these like superfluous details that I can ramble on and on about Um But I guess it goes back to that memory. Like, I can remember what it feels like to be stuck there all alone and and just like how much it sucks. And and so that really drives me uh, to just do the best job I can, I guess.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, You mentioned like writing down details from rewatching shows. Uh, Like, what does that entail? Like, for example, what shows would you write down all the details about?
1: Well, so, like, just finishing up right now, like, when we're recording this, like, a Game of Thrones season, so I did ten weeks of Game of Thrones, and so I'd watch, like, Game of Thrones two or three times, and I would write down, like, tons of dialogue or costumes or just looks the characters were giving, and so, like, one segment of the show would be just recapping Game of Thrones, but, like you said, there's tons of Game of Thrones recap shows, but mine to be like yeah and like Sansa then she put her hand on her hip and it was like I think there, I think I saw a bird in the background of the sky and then Jon <laughs> Snow was all like uh, I think I don't know if you'd call that puckering his lips or I don't know if his lips were chapped so that'd be like the recap and then I also like will like I don't know if it's research but I'll be like. Uh, I don't know, like if something came up on uh, Game of Thrones, like uh, bridles on horses, I'd be like, I'd look up, I'd do a bunch of research on bridles, and I'd be like, okay, okay here's the history of, like I do a segment on the history of bridles, and that, I mean, stuff like that is like, uh, that's a uh, sleep podcast gold, <laughs> like, <laughs> be like, yeah, the uh, inventor of the bridle was uh, Jeremiah John Bridle. Yeah, he invented the horse bridle in 1820, and I'm making that up, I, I haven't Unfortunately, I don't have real bridal research, but uh you you
0: had me there. I was <laughs> like, oh, "Okay, I should write this down. I might learn where the bridal comes from." And
1: then you're like, "Well, when would I ever need to know that?" You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I hear in your podcast you use uh the name dearest scooter a lot. Where did that come from?
1: You know, like I think I used it because when I started the podcast, I knew it was kind of a ridiculous idea. And I felt really kind of critical about it. Like I had put it off for years and I was kind of like, Oh, I don't know. This is kind of like, uh, I was really worried about it. And and I knew like, I mean, you know, from doing stand up, like that's how much courage I, I mean, I, I don't do that, but I just always look at it like, man, you guys are so brave. Like, and, and for me, like performing, it was like, I was so self-conscious that I tried to find, I was like, Oh, maybe if I use like a pseudonym, that'll give me a little bit more space to kind of just be myself and relax and not perform almost. And, uh, okay. like, so, so I was like, uh, I had had this old project I had done, um, called Dearest Scooter and it was based on, it, it was, a, a Scooter Libby who was in the Bush administration. He had gone to prison and I had been writing these stories where I was imagining him reading Dear, Dear Abby columns and kind of just replying <laughs> to them. Okay. And like, no, yeah. Now you can see the, uh, the logic behind the sleep podcast, but I had called that dearest scooter. Like he was like, uh, he was defending the people that were the subjects of dear Abby. Like, so if someone was like, dear Abby, you know, my husband's mother always, uh, says, you know, that I don't know how to drive and blah, 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 you know, and Abby would be like, okay, well she, you know, she would try to solve the problem, but it always seemed like those, uh things were like passive aggressive. So I just was like, Oh, maybe this would piss off scooter Libby. So then he would be like, you know, I spoke to the mother-in-law and, and, uh, and, and you know, he would go- come at it from her. She is a terrible driver or whatever. But, uh, I, I don't know. I thought the name dearest scooter out of context. I was like, Oh, that's kind of like a, a soothing kind of sound to it. Uh, yeah. Even though it's based on this like a uh, piece of lunacy.
0: Who would have known? It would have been Scooter Libby and Dear Abby. Yeah. Uh,
1: (laughs) So do you have any
0: future plans for, I don't know, maybe making a book out of your shows or, you know, like taking it to like crossing media sectors to it, maybe having an animated, uh, animated series including your stories where there's drawings acted out?
1: Yeah. I mean, mean, I'm curious, like, uh, like right now, like I do the podcast three times a week. So, and I have a day job, so it's like really hard to keep up with the production schedule, but I'm, I am curious, like if I can like either cut back on the podcast or find a way to cut back on my job, like it's like, uh, like what else I can do with it. Or if there's a way to do kind of, uh, a more not sanitized kids version, but, but a kid's version that would be a little bit different or to capitalize on some of the stories and and be like uh, and have them rewritten where they'd be uh partially interesting or partially riveting or, or have like uh like something a little bit more engaging to them. Do you know uh Drunken
0: History on Comedy Central? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I the how they have like people reenacting the story that they tell. Yeah. Like I was thinking something along those lines. So like as you're telling the story like either have people reenacting things or somebody draw something up that goes along with the story like the aliens robbing bakes and escaping to the pyramids like the that's that's the one that i remember the most yeah. from your podcast so i keep on referring to it but i was just thinking like you know the the reenactment of the podcast
1: yeah yeah that's a pretty funny idea i mean like I I would almost like love to do another podcast where I go to the listeners houses and interview them and be like, "Do you remember what I was talking about last night?" And then they're like, <laughs> oh, "Uh, um, yeah, and then if they were polite and they just make up, I think you were talking about a leprechaun with a parachute." And I'd be like, "No, but go ahead, keep going. I want to hear more." Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a lepre- leprechaun named Jerry. So, because I think like that's the thing and that's what interests me like besides like the pain of not being able to sleep it's like sleep is such this like crazy magical thing like I mean it's the closest thing to like a natural hallucinogen you like lay down you close your eyes and sometimes you can't sleep and then sometimes you like drift into this weird middle place and then sometimes you have these wild dreams or people listen to me rambling and at some point they're sleeping and they don't know if I'm like telling the story or they're dreaming a story. So it's like a, such a, I mean, sleep is such a, it's something that's necessary and it's crazy.
0: And I can see your stories like queuing things like in the subconscious as the person is sleeping and coming up with a whole new experience in their brain.
1: Yeah. 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 Sometimes I get emails from people and they're like, Oh, I had this dream, you know, And they're like, I didn't know if you were talking about it or I was like, if I dreamt it. And like, it seems like it's 50% of the time they dreamt it. And 50% of the time, like, oh, no, yeah, I was talking about that, about uh, uh, Velcro shoes instead of uh, like, why would I buy suede Velcro shoes? And they're like, oh, good, because I thought that was weird. I was dreaming about that.
0: (laughs) I feel much better that it was you talking about it. (laughs) All right. All right. Cool, man. Uh, So... Um, I have a couple aspects to this podcast. Uh, one is just a conversational aspect. The other is I like to get advice for other people who are maybe just starting out with podcasting or starting out in the entertainment industry. Do you have any advice for podcasters who are just starting out or looking to take another step forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think like one of the things I like, d- like learned accidentally kind of because I think like when you start any creative project, like there's going to be like two sides, at least for me, there was there's like this negative side that it's like this is there's no chance this is going to go well and it's just going to end in disaster. And then there's also a lot of times this part of you that has kind of unrealistic expectations like, oh, man this thing's going to take off or I really hope it takes off. And, and I knew kind of like starting the podcast that I had tendencies to think those ways. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. Like, uh, I think this is the kind of thing I got to keep following through on and, and not like go to two extremes, especially the giving up extreme. Like I just have a history of like starting writing projects and, and not making it through the rewriting phase or, Um, Just just not getting stuff done. And so when I started the podcast, I like just picked different episode numbers. Like I think I picked episode number two, episode number seven, episode number like 15, 21. And I made those quit dates so that when I like in between those episodes, I wasn't allowed to stop. But when I got to episode two, I was like, all right, do I want to make it episode three? And I was like, yeah. And then in between those, like, you just keep going. And then when you get to that eighth episode or that 21st episode, you know, then the part of you that's critical or the part of you that has unrealistic expectations that you haven't, that haven't been achieved yet, you say, like, I guess you just sit down and have a meeting. I guess for me, I'm like, I guess I'm like multi-personality, but I'd be like, okay, what does everybody think here? And then part of me is going to be like, well, this is a disaster. And the other part's like, well, we haven't we haven't gotten rich yet or we're not, we're not making any money. And they'd be like, well, but it's still going well. Like, shouldn't we, should we keep going? Like, I don't see a reason to stop. And that's gotten me to like 400 and I think 407 or eight episodes. Like, oh, wow. So, and and I mean, believe me, like there's tons of times I've wanted to quit or stop or be like, man, I don't know if I can keep up this work or uh, I don't know how I can go on, or I don't know, like, uh, but but just having those points where I'll be like, okay, well, let's just make it to four twenty-five, and then we'll 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 decide. And that's a lot. Of, it's a lot less pressure on yourself, like because like you can be like, okay, that's fine that you want to quit, but yeah, we'll we'll have a fair discussion at four twenty-five, and, and then we'll decide.
0: So you're still doing the okay? We'll go through to this episode, and if we're not there, we'll uh, call it quits or make the decision there. You're still making making those little uh, milestones.
1: Yeah, I guess like it got harder as like uh, as times pass. Like so, and I think I've spread them out too much in, in some sense because so like the next time I'm deciding is like set, I I have set dates now. So September first. I'm actually kind of deciding if I should keep making three episodes a week or if I should cut back to like one or two a week. so it's kind of like actually this is like a weird time to talk because I'm really like, oh man, I don't know what's gonna happen like uh, and it'll be interesting to find out, but it, like if I had to decide today, I don't think I would make a good decision, but but like now over the next two months, I can be like, well, where are things at and then when when the beginning of September comes, I don't know, not only will I be thinking clear, but like I'll have like lived kind of through the uncertainty in some sense. And that's something I, okay. I'm not good at. Like I like to have clarity or I'd rather make a bad decision than, than have uncertainty. And the podcast has really taught me like, Hey, like, and in some sense, this is something a lot of people will know, but I guess I'd, I, it's hard for me to realize it's like yeah, most adults don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, so, you know, it's, it's not easy. Um, So, but I think like any project, like finding little tricks like that to just keep going. Like when I've talked to anyone that's like podcasting for a living or doing other creative stuff, the the number one piece of advice they say is just keep going. Like, like they're like, actually, they don't even have any. They're like, keep going. Like that's, that's what they say. Every single person has said that to me in some different way
0: yeah I hear keep going and be consistent a lot, you know don't uh skip dates, don't skip weeks, you know, just keep going and as long as you're putting out a product and people you know are able to access that and you keep driving on eventually you'll get somewhere,
1: yeah, I think I totally agree with keep like the consistency part, like my shows come out three times a week on Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday, and Even if I don't keep making the podcast like years from now, like having those deadlines, like, you know, I mean, like it's like you're trying to meet your deadline, too. It's like having that like pressure, that deadline and knowing how how it works if, if you stay true to it, like there is something magical. It's not always pleasant, like having to find it, put a show together or stay up all night editing a show Or be panicking and like be like, come on. Oh no, my internet's down right when I needed to upload. Like, but like those are like these, like, uh, I I don't know. I have to believe that. Like, like those are like these lessons, uh, that, that like it's an intangible kind of gold mine, um, that can transfer to any other kind of project.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and I've heard some weird, uh, or some statistic, couple different numbers in it, but most people ha- who do a podcast or something like that quit after, like, I've heard both the third episode and, say, like, the seventh episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, I believe that, because it's, like, it gets, like, it's, like, the first episode is probably the hardest to just start, but then, like, when you put it out there... Like I guess maybe that unrealistic side, you're like, oh wait a second. like when I started my show, I had no following and I had no no listeners and I didn't have very many listeners for a while. like I had single digits then I had double digits and and, and it's like uh, I think it is a real like like of building an audience that's a part of it. It's building and it, it can be really slow. Um, but if you go slow and steady and you're consistent, I mean, I know like uh, my show is just slowly grown and I've also heard that like the three year mark is like a, l- like a good place to like strive for like that by three years you'll have a, I mean, if you can make it three years, not only will you, have you learned a ton, but that like you'll, you'll have a pretty clear idea of like, uh, you know, what, what you should be doing next.
0: Yeah. You have 400 some episodes. How many years is that? How long have you been doing this show? Sleep with me. I've
1: been doing it, like, uh, let's see, like, like, two two and uh, three-quarter years. So, like, three years at, in the fall.
0: Okay, so you're getting up there. You said you started out with one-digit or two-digit listenings per per show. Uh, mind me asking, what are you up to
1: now? Um, I mean, the show has – there's a lot of listeners. I, I mean, like, I don't like to sharing it too much, like, but, like, yeah, like – if you stick with it, like you'll get into the thousands. I mean, I think it's like, but it took me, I don't know if I hit a thousand for a long time. Like it took me a while to get to a hundred listeners. Um, yeah. but then it's like, kind of like if you have a hundred listeners, like then you have like, even if 10% of those people are telling people about the show, it's like, uh, the math slowly starts to build on your side yeah And I think podcasting like is building one listener at a time like it's like if one person can hear your voice and they kind of relate to your humor or the way like for your show like the, the your insights that you're drawing out of people, it's like that person's gonna stick with you and, and they're gonna be like like you'll be you become their friend like they're like, oh, I can't wait to listen to Aaron. on my drive home like uh, I wonder who he has on this week and and that's like a special thing about this medium that I think people. I don't know. It's such a, I feel so lucky to be creating something and it's, you know, it's not super expensive to put out and there's not barriers and there's not censorship. And, and, uh, you know, I don't know. It's really cool to be in in making a podcast.
0: Yeah, I agree with the no censorship thing too. Uh that's a huge thing for me. I worked in uh at a radio station for 7 years and you know the the FCC has its regulations and plus the radio station itself has like songs you have to play, songs you can't play, you know, type thing like that. So having the freedom and no censorship, that's a huge appeal of podcasting to me.
1: Yeah, like I think about like my show would not exist like it, it just wouldn't work in any other medium like because for radio they'd be like well how are we going to sell ads on it or wait you what are you how long are you going to ramble for 42 minutes because we need or where are we going to take our breaks or even yeah even like shows like conversational shows like this one it's like it gives people so many more outlets to talk about stuff and, and then for listeners to be like to hear those things that are going to give them a spark to start their own projects or follow through or keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My goal is to find that uh, ground where it's entertaining to listeners that aren't involved in the entertainment industry and yet still informative to people who are either getting into the industry or looking to take that next step.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool because it's like with the, with the people that you interview, It's like you'll get people coming in, and they'll be like, like maybe they're coming in because you're interviewing someone from their favorite band. But then they'll be like, they stick around uh, because once you have someone in your ears, and you like listening to them, you usually keep coming back for more.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I find that with a lot of podcasts that I listen to, you know, Um, once you listen to one episode, sometimes you go back and catch up on the
1: back catalog. Yeah, you just start down like you're like, oh, man, like I just thats funny because like uh, yesterday I was cleaning out my pocket cast because I was like I'd looked at my phone. It was like I think there was like 14 gigabytes of podcasts on my phone. I'm like, holy moly. And I started digging (laughs) through. I like I I think I you must remember this. I downloaded like every episode of that podcast and I was like, okay, I got to clear up some space here.
0: I don't have an iPhone, so I don't download to my phone i just go through like stitcher Uh and stuff and you just kind of stream it as it goes but i also have you know that can get costly if you don't have the right data plan
1: (laughs) yeah that's that's where they get tricky on you it's like uh yeah it's like uh i think t-mobile has some streaming freedom but it's like hard to figure out what services are aligned with them yeah where can people find your podcast, Drew? You know, you can find it like on iTunes or on Stitcher, any place that you already consume. the where, Wherever you listen to Uncontained, is, my podcast will be there. So that's probably the best place to uh, check it out. And, um, I mean, I have a website. It's sleepwithmepodcast.com. But most people, you know, they just, especially for a bedtime podcast, <laughs> it's like uh, just easier to subscribe and then get in bed and press play. <laughs> Do you have a Twitter account or anything
0: like that where people can uh, message you about weird dreams they had or success of falling asleep from your show?
1: Yeah, for sure. Twitter. I'm at Dearest Scooter on Twitter. That's like that's where that's the best place to. Uh, I, I, it's hilarious. Or if there's a GIF or JIF, however you pronounce it, that uh, represents your dream. People send me crazy stuff like that. It cracks me up.
0: I normally go with GIF because I believe GIF is peanut butter. Yes, and choosy moms choose
1: yeah. that. Yeah, I always get it. I'm like, I'm like, well, I always assume whatever way I'm pronouncing it's wrong. So I, then I'm like, well, <laughs> let me just do both. Like actually, and that became a this is like a, that became a podcast episode one night. I was talking about it, and I was like, well, maybe they're brothers. What if someone named their kids like and then I asked the listeners, I'm like, if anyone has twins out there, name your kids Jif and Gif. And this guy was like, I pray my wife has twins so I can name them Jif and Gif. (laughs) And I was like, you're my hero, man, but don't do it. I said, you know, don't 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 doom your marriage and your child's future.
0: Yes. Yes. That might not go over well with uh, with the wife. And uh, yeah. And or Gif and or Gif. Yeah, Poor Gif. Or, poor Gif. Yeah. You know, both those names they will probably get picked on in class.
1: Yeah, it would be like, "Where's your other F? What kind of gif like gif?" Yeah. <laughs> you're one F, you're one F short of a name. Yeah, that would be tragic, man. That'd be tragic. And then it, I mean the best nickname for Gif would be Giffy and then he would get sued. Be like, "Oh no, that's a that's a corporate, you know, can't use that name, not even under fair use for your nickname." Like Poor Giffy.
0: That's just sending the kids down the path to failure. If you name your kids GIF and JIF, you probably ruined their life. Yeah. (laughs) And years of therapy. Yeah. At at the best Uh, case
1: scenario, yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, man. So as you know, the title of the show is Uncontained. And I always ask my guests the question that goes along with the title of the show. How do you live uncontained?
1: you know i guess i live uncontained by like uh like g- kind of going with my gut like the idea of the podcast even i thought it was like a weird idea and a strange idea and uh, my self critic or whatever term you want to use for it, it has always been like oh man it's so silly or man you you really embarrass yourself by like sticking your neck out and, and i think like you know you could see it on twitter or on facebook like people get so critical and, and and angry and then you see it in politics. Jeez. Like, uh, it, it gets scary and, and it's like, you know, it, it doesn't get anything done. Like, and especially if you're doing something creative or, or expressive or, or you just want to like be relaxed and happy. It's like, uh, and, and I've never been someone to trust my gut before, but my gut was like, Hey, just start that freaking podcast, man. Who cares? Like, uh, and then every time I've wanted to quit, it's been like, ah, no, let's keep going, man. This is putting people to sleep. It's fun to do. Let's keep going. So, I mean, the best way I can be uncontained, and I guess that is like, like channeling your uncontained it is like let it let it out, and don't like let your own like overthinking or self doubts like contain what you can share with the world. And I guess that's what I'm trying to do in an odd way. I'm trying to share my lulling boredom with and curiosity with the world.
0: <laughs> well, for the people that it's helping fall asleep, I'm sure they are more than thankful, and I hope and I bet they hope that you do decide to keep doing this.
1: Yeah, for sure. It-
0: All right, Drew, uh, it's about that time to sign off the show today. Uh, I'd like to thank you for coming on and uh, sharing with uh, my listeners here on uncontained would you do me the favor of signing off the show for me today
1: yeah sure thank you so much for having me on i'm drew ackerman I also go by Dearest Scooter when I'm given the lulling, soothing tones and pointless meanders. And I live uncontained.
0: Thanks again to Drew for stopping by, or as his fans know him, Dearest Scooter, for coming on and talking about his show, Sleep With Me. If you have trouble sleeping, people, make sure you check out his show. Give it a shot. It might be just the thing you need. And please do us both a favor, rate, review, and share both Sleep With Me and Uncontained. It will help people find us easier on iTunes. That way, people who would like to listen, well, can locate the show without having to search for days. Thanks again for listening to Uncontained. I hope everybody had a great Fourth of July. And, yeah, as always, until next time, live uncontained.